Wistful Thinking is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome to Wistful Thinking, where this month we're covering camp movies. I'm Cara Gale O'Regan. With me is my co-host, Jordan Poland-Clark. Hi! And this week we are talking about two summer class... Some, sorry. Two summer camp classics from the 90s. Camp Nowhere from 1994 and Heavyweights from 1995. Uh, Jordan, when did you first see these? I have no idea, but I know now that I've watched them that these are like, it's been a long time since we've watched a movie that I was like, oh, this lives deep in my soul. These both live deep in my soul. Yeah. I can't, I can't judge them properly because I've seen them so many times. Uh, but I, I hadn't seen Heavyweights since then, mm-hmm. but I watched Camp Nowhere last year because it was on TV. Yeah. Uh, like that opening scene of Camp Nowhere, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. There's some deep grooves in my brain on this. I don't know if I, I've really I had seen more... it that many times, but I definitely really? saw Camp Nowhere like in the theater. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I remember like going to see it on like a rainy summer day. <laughs> yeah, I... I had more memories of heavyweights, but I don't, it's like that thing, I don't know, sometimes you have like real memories of like having watched something. I don't have real memories of watching either one of these movies. It's just clear to me that I've yeah. watched them over and over and over <laughs> and over. Yeah, for sure. Um, Where should we start? I think... I don't know. The only way I know how to decide is to just go in chronological order. Yeah, that well, works. let me ask you first. Do you think we made the right choice in putting these together? Because in my brain, whenever we watch like a kids movie, it can't fill a whole episode. Mm-hmm. And so in my brain, I was like, oh, we'll just like smash these two together to make sure we have enough to talk about. I think that would have been a stretch for Camp Nowhere. But I could probably talk about Heavyweights for eight years. It's a much better movie. Yeah, but I think actually both of them like actually have a plot. So like already we're like doing way better than Meatballs territory. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> but like Heavyweights is we'll we'll get to why. Like I have reasons why I think it's a better movie. But so wait, what did we just decide that we're doing Heavyweights first? Because uh, no, it said came first. Order, but we oh, first. okay. Well, there's uh, one thing that is uh, like thematically similar in both movies. Obviously, Heavyweights is about a bunch of kids that go to a fat camp. But in Camp Nowhere, it's about like all of these different kids, rich kids, apparently, uh, from the same town. All of their parents like want to send them to different camps, a computer camp. A... Are they rich, though? Because the camp only cost $3,000. And I know that was 1990s money, but still. Yeah. I don't know. They seemed rich to me. Maybe they're not. No, I, but... I'm not. I, I agree. I just. Yeah. Like a, a drama camp and a computer camp. And one of them is a fat camp. And the girl that's supposed to be the fat one, I guess, sent to fat camp. She's just wearing baggy clothes and eating a cannoli. She's so skinny. Yeah. She's not fat at all. Like, yeah. not even, like, just, I don't even, yeah, I even remember thinking that as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found that upsetting. But other than that, I actually really enjoyed it. And I thought that the plot of that one was, like, a bunch of kids show up to camp and there's no adults there. Um, 
but no, it's different. It's, it's better different. than that. Yeah, they. Well, do you want to say the plot? Y- yeah. Well, like I said, uh, a bunch of kids' parents want to send them to camps that the kids don't actually want to go to, and then they cook up this scam that they can all like pool their resources and pool the camp money and trick their parents into thinking that they did go to these specific camps but where they actually went was a place that they call camp nowhere that is kind of lord of the fliesy um and it's all just the kids just doing kids stuff no um, well because also, they convinced christopher, christopher lloyd, lloyd there. a crazy <laughs> he's not just there <laughs> because he's like a um a disgraced drama teacher from uh-huh. their town and so like they the main character's name is mud he's played by um oh my god what's his name jonathan uh what's his name kara uh, <laughs> um jonathan jackson is he related to Josh Jackson? I don't think so, but that's what I wanted to keep saying, and I yeah. know that that's not right. But he was, like, super heartthrob in the... Because he was on a TV show also, I feel like. Mm. Okay, so his name is Mud in the movie, and it's his idea, and he gets his three friends together, and they're like, this is an amazing idea, but we need an adult to pull it off. Because, like, you know, no one's going to rent a camp to a bunch of kids. So they convince Christopher Lloyd, this failed drama teacher, to, like, act as the director of every one of the camps. It's four fake camps. Um, So he gets dressed up and does voices and whatever to convince the parents that he's the person who runs all these other camps. And so then... It seems like, like, would the camp director himself have the time to also be... Yes. The salesperson for the camp? Yes. My, the person who runs my camp talks to every single person, every single kid that comes to this camp. Wow. She doesn't go to their house. He goes to their houses in the movies. Yeah, but, but I just figured that that was just like a relic of the 90s before No, the I don't think really it is. Off. Interesting. Um, so, so he helps them rent this camp he goes and stays at the camp with them, pretty much only comes out for emergencies. Yep. And that's like, I mean, that's the plot. It's just like, you know, eventually they get caught, obviously. But and that's it. That's the movie. <laughs> this amazing Parents' Day. And they are, they get so close to getting away with it. And I would just like to say that, like, the... Uh, leadership skills and operational skills that those kids have to pull that off is was like truly amazing and I would hire any one of them I know well and that's I was saying to someone the other day that like th- like I wonder if that's a real thing like I want to work at a camp where the kids have to run most of the camp like they have to cook <laughs> for themselves and clean but they also get to do all the fun stuff too yeah. and like and like establish together what the rules of the camp are mm-hmm. like I would be so curious to see, like, one, how they do and, like, how that would run. But, like, also, isn't that just so much better for kids and humans in general? For everyone in a place to take that amount of ownership over the place? Yeah. I feel like you might run into some problems with child labor laws. Well, yeah, maybe. And also the fact that, like, you wouldn't be paying them. And they would no, but it would just be like, oh, this is your bunk. You yeah. clean up the bunk. Yeah. Oh, you want to eat breakfast? We all make breakfast together. It wouldn't be like putting them to work. It would just be like, 
you know, yeah. cute, regular human stuff that everybody would be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, did you ever watch that, uh, it was like a reality show in like, must have been like 2006 or 2007 called Kid Nation. And like, no. they just put a bunch of children together <laughs> in like an old ghost town and they had to like figure out how to establish a society. It was very and interesting. Did, did they? Yeah, I think so. I wrote a paper about it for like a sociology class. The um the cast of this movie is pretty great. So there's Jonathan Jackson and Christopher Lloyd, who we already mentioned, making his second appearance on our podcast because the Adams family? Have we watched him in anything else? Who was he in the Adams family? Um Oh. Wasn't he in it though? Uncle he was Lester. definitely in it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he was so he was so not looking like himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Andrew Keegan is in this, who is Andrew also like so Keegan. cute in the nineties. He was so dreamy, especially with that like kind of long hair. Uh mm-hmm. so dreamy. And but then Jessica is Alba is in this. She is where? Yes. Man. She doesn't have any lines. But she's one of the kids at the camp. Mm, interesting. Um, and then the guy who played Biff in Back to the Future plays the police officer who's like on to them. Mm-hmm. And Kate Mulgrew, who is on one of the Star Treks, and she's on Orange is the New Black now. She plays one of the kids' moms. I love her. Um, oh, and Burgess what, Meredith is in this. I know. He's one scene. <laughs> Um, but based on, like, the actors in this, I mean, ba- based on, like, Christopher Lloyd, maybe that's wrong. Maybe it's wrong what I'm about to say. It feels like this movie should be better. I don't know. It was, like, way better than I was expecting it to be, so. I... It's still completely watchable, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. You know who else is in this? Uh, a little girl named Heather Deloach, who uh, I just the other day was watching A Little Princess, um, and she was in that, and then I was looking at her IMDb, and she was the B-girl in Blind Melon's No Rain video. Oh, yeah, that little girl was in it, too. Yep. She's yeah. She's adorable. Um, yeah, I think that's everybody who's, like, notable in this, right? Yeah, I no. think so. Uh, nope, Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, yeah, or was that the other the movie? He's he's oh, Mud's dad. Yeah. Is that the other movie? Yeah, it's hard to keep them straight because <laughs> all like... of the dads look exactly the same. All of the dads look exactly <laughs> like my dad did in the nineties with a mustache and those big glasses and like the side parted hair. Yeah. Which um... when we get to Wet Hot American Summer, I will find myself very attracted to one of the characters that look like that and very confused by it. I'm like, I'm so excited to watch Wet Hot now <laughs> with all of the knowledge yeah. that we have gained this summer. I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, but I got to minute 42 of this movie and they were fi- in there. No, let's see. I got to minute 53 and there were 42 minutes left. And I was like, what? How are they going to take up this much time? Because I, I knew it was going to happen. Really? Yeah. Like, oh. I was enjoying it. It's just that, like, I was watching it while I was getting ready, and then I had to go out for a while and came back, and then just, like, kept starting and pausing it, and it just felt like the longest movie I've ever seen. 
this movie just like kind of stops to try to do character development that I feel like in a movie like this is like completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What else is there to say about this Hmm. movie? I do like, there's one line that I wrote down um, and it's mud complaining about his parents He's like a really good kid, and then keep, but like he's kind of just he kind of want like sounds like he wants the freedom to mm-hmm. make mistakes and like do some bad things, mm-hmm. but he's like never been able to have that. Um, and it's like it, it's like his parents are like always wanting more from him, even though he feels like he's doing a good job. And at one point he says, they talk about me like I'm unemployed or something, <laughs> which I think is such a good line. That is such a good line. Well, at, um, towards the end of the movie, he's in the kitchen talking to the girl who was supposed to go to the fat The girl camp, who's not fat. Who is not fat and winds up um, cooking for the kids. Um, but they're talking about, like, why why did we wind up like being the adults here? Cause she's doing the cooking and he's doing all sorts of other like camp director things basically. Yeah. And they're talking about how uh, like being a like good responsible kid is a curse. And I was like, Oh, that's so sad. And so true. But because they make a really who they are and like, it yeah. wouldn't have mattered like what was happening. It, they still are these like parentified children. And they made, like, a, a, like, sweet deal that, like, even if they got, like, cool one day, mm-hmm. that they wouldn't ever date the cool kids. Yeah. Just formerly cool kids like each other. Yeah. This movie also looks, like, way more 90s. Like, I guess the kids are dressed kind of trendy because it's, like, a different kind of kid mm-hmm. than is in the other movie. But this, like, is so 90s. It is. Or oh heavyweights. It doesn't, like, hurt my eyeballs like this does. <laughs> uh, what a showcase for 90s water gun technology. <laughs> yeah. Right? And Nerf technology, yeah, too. Yeah. But those, like, super soakers. Like, yes. I have so many different kinds of them. It looked really fun. I still want to go to Camp Nowhere. Camp, they they make adults for camps. I mean, yeah. I'm so tired. Camps for adults. <laughs> camps for adults. Um, have we talked about this uh, before? Only briefly, and we both agreed yeah. that we would probably hate it. <laughs> well, but if it was one where they were like, what if it was like Camp Nowhere? But like, how would that be different than... So you're you're talking about like, what if everyone in the camp was like cool and had cool interests? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like because I the last thing that I would want to do is like go get sunburned with a bunch of drunk adults. Um, no, 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 not like that at all. Yeah, but like just like fun stuff and water guns mm-hmm. and like hanging out inside of like a cool decked out hippie bus. Yeah, that bus is cool. Yeah, and like maybe someone could play guitar on a roof. That's okay. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, maybe somebody could sit inside their cabin listening to Winston Churchill records and sorting <laughs> a large crystal bowl of jelly beans into separate crystal glasses of different colored jelly beans by color. With, some, with one of those fancy eye magnifying glasses. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't just see the jelly beans. No, of course not. Christopher Lloyd does that. Oh, they, uh, on like a rainy day when everyone's bored... Uh, do like a 
sports thing. What what do they do? Are they competition? Well, he does like the yeah, he does like a, co- a competition in the mud and it looks like so much. That fun. looks like so much fun. And then the day finishes with that like shadow play. That would be the best camp day. <laughs> That's the camp day I want to do. Um oh, uh when they before they like f- uh go to meet Christopher Lloyd and they're like talking about how he used to work at their school and they got fired. Somebody says he tried to do Silence of the Lambs as a musical. <laughs> oh yeah, I laughed at that part. <laughs> Me too. It's just so interesting that, like, so many of these movies that we've done from the 90s have so many Silence of the Lambs references. What else? Um, I forget, but it's come up a few times. Like, I mean, I believe you. It was like, that movie was such a big deal in the 90s. Oh, um, I hope they spent some of that cash that they had on like a giant bowl of condoms because you know you some of those kids were fucking just two of them it's only referenced once mm, i feel like i like you see people making out on the periphery like they're the like, kids are pretty young yeah i thought that too at first and then i'm like but are they really they're like 15 14 and 15 i think it's kind of i thought the oldest ones were 14 okay i think it's referenced because like andrew keegan and the blonde girl are the oldest ones it seems like mm-hmm. and they're 14 oh okay still you know who's great who betty stoller who's that is that the, hot, the redhead redheaded doctor <laughs> oh she's no so not pretty. the doctor the kid the redheaded kid that walter is in love with uh... and she does the bathing suit thing at the end what bathing suit thing oh my god you didn't watch through the credits kara I think I did, though. I just don't remember. Well, Betty, so, they're, like, because Walter's, like, pushing this girl all summer to, like, go skinny dipping because oh. he heard some rumor or something. Yes. Now I remember. And then she takes his bathing suit at the end. Yeah. I think she's great because she doesn't take Walter's shit. Yeah. No, she is great. She And she's, like, always standing there with a sarcastic comment, which I always <laughs> appreciate. Um, but also, like, the grown-up red-headed lady. Oh, yeah, she's good, too. Yeah. What would you do if you were her? If you uncovered a camp where all the kids were lying to their parents and there is a not very responsible adult there taking care of them, what would you do? Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, like, my gut reaction is, like, call the fucking cops. Yeah, right. So, I don't know. I mean, the fact that, like, the worst thing that happened is, like, somebody broke their arm is pretty incredible also as i mentioned somebody might have gotten pregnant too but that we don't see that in the movie at least i they were not having sex in this movie i don't think that i think that like maybe those two kids that were making out in the woods Mm -hmm. in the rain just them but who even were they they weren't even at the rest of the camp yeah because they're too busy fucking in the woods oh jonathan jackson was in tuck everlasting that was like the last thing that he was in that like i never saw that i remember reading it in like sixth grade but i don't think i ever saw the movie the internet says he's also in nashville but i have never watched that Mm, me neither 
I'm looking up how much $3,000 was. Oh, good idea. It's about $5,000. That's still pretty cheap for a camp, an eight-week camp. Yeah. But still, like, a lot more th- than I think uh, the majority of families sure. have to, like, spend on sending their kids somewhere for the summer, you know. Does both of these movies that we watched for today, like, n- were really, like, poorly reviewed, mm-hmm. but then on Rotten Tomatoes, like, have a higher score with, like, audiences? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Because it's just Cause us. It's just seem... kids like us. <laughs> yeah, they seem like they're, especially, like, if you, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like anyone who would say these movies are bad, I would just be like, have you seen Meatballs? It, yeah, in well, and, like, uh, the like these movies were for kids, right. so they were they're probably hard to receive for the first time as an adult. This is where it's fun where we have an adult on who's never seen one of the kids' movies before, mm-hmm. but we've both seen these, so we can't judge it correctly. <laughs> um, do you have? I didn't have time to like read the trivia or anything, so I don't. There really much. isn't. I mean, I didn't look really hard, but I didn't find any anything interesting really about either movie. I mean, there are some more interesting things about the other movie, but that are pretty common knowledge. Like, you don't have to look hard for them. Mm-hmm. Let's see what IMDb has to say really quick. I also, I feel like this is one of the first movies... Maybe the first camp movie we saw that has nothing to do with New Jersey or New York. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Oh, by strange coincidence, two actors that appear in this film. Allison Mack and Andrew Keegan would later quit acting to join religious cults. Uh, Andrew Keegan is a cult leader, I believe, and Allison Mack, I don't know who she was, who she was in this, um, but she's the one that was on Roswell. Who oh, the rap, or not who Roswell, was she Smaldo. in this? Yeah, yeah who, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to find out. I'm distracted from my trivia already. Oh, she's the really cute little girl who's sad with her teddy bear. Oh, and she wants to go home. And yeah. he's like, let's make a necklace out a of A necklace. Yeah, that's Allison Mack. Yeah. Oh, she fell so far. She was so cute. <laughs> I haven't checked in on Andrew Keegan, Keegan's cult in a long time. I can't believe that we've never like watched him in anything before like we've definitely talked about how he's a cult leader yeah but i don't think on air just like in life for fun we've talked about that yeah oh man he's not handsome anymore really <laughs> i don't That's know i guess bad. he's fine it's I just like i liked him more with long hair oh yeah they were busted for selling illegal kombucha <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, bad. Yeah. Uh, no, there's like nothing super interesting besides that. Like this was Jessica Alba's first movie. Yeah. The, although the one person we haven't talked about is there's one friend named Arnold, 
who was in one of my other favorite childhood movies. Um, oh my god, what's it called? House Arrest? It's the one where the kids lock their parents in the basement so they don't get divorced. <laughs> I think it's called House Arrest. I don't know if I've seen that. It has, like, so many famous people in it, and I'm sure it's a terrible movie. But Jamie Lee Curtis is definitely in it. Yeah. Jennifer Tilly is definitely in it. Interesting. Jennifer Love Hewitt's in it. I'm sure, I'm sure that it's I've really seen bad, this, though. I don't remember it. Okay. Um, I guess we'll talk about heavyweights, which I don't know why I wasn't expecting this going into it, like knowing that it's a movie about Fat Camp, but I was like having a lot of feelings about um, like weight and bodies and especially like 90s diet culture. While I was watching Heavyweights, I don't know if you had as emotion. Did you have an emotional experience while watching this? I really didn't. I really didn't. Um, that's what I mean. Part of it, like, where I like couldn't have any feelings about this movie because I'm just like, I love this movie. Yeah. Um, I I did. I tried to think of another movie that just starred fat kids yeah and couldn't think think of one so i was like okay cool all right well there's that well and also (laughs) i mean this is really this really like takes the piss out of 90s diet culture it does the monetization (laughs) of people's like low self-image yeah um so it felt like almost like so if okay wait let's say the plot first so heavyweights it do you want to do it or want me to do it you go to town Okay, so Heavyweights is about a camp. Do you remember what the camp is called? Camp Hope. I remember that because oh, there yeah. is an actual Camp Hope in New Jersey, not the same camp. Okay, so Camp Hope. Um, and the protagonist, I have no idea what his name is. Morris? Uh, Wait, no, that was the other movie. Every, every kid who is in this was in The Mighty Ducks, which we've <laughs> talked about, because it's the same director, Stephen Brill. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so we've seen him before. Cannot remember his name. He's so hot now. Because I know we've talked about that. Um, so he is going to this fat camp for the first time. Um, and, like, the kids love this camp. It's an all-boys camp, and the kids love it. So they get there, and the camp, the previous camp owners who are... Aaron Schwartz. Ben- yeah, he's really hot now. Yeah, he is. Wow. Not doing much acting, but like, wow. <laughs> um, he's too busy working out. <laughs> yes. Um, he was also in the Mighty Ducks, right? He didn't have a big part in it, though. Yeah, I think so. I don't so. think. Um, so... Yeah, because he was one of the fat kids on the team. So it was which, like... Which, like, n- there was a lot of fat kids on that hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, you're right. Because <laughs> they're all in this movie and they're still fat, or they're fat later. Which I think Mighty Ducks was before this. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I'm not sure either. Mm, uh, it was still like, around the same time. Yeah. Ninety two, yeah. and then D two was ninety four. Um. So the kids get to this camp. They're all excited. They're loving it. And then the owners, um, Ben Stiller's parents, um, <laughs> announce that <laughs> announce that they've had to sell the camp um, because they're bankrupt. And Jerry Stiller gives a great piece of advice to the kids: never let anybody sign your checks. 
important information for kids to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do this tearful goodbye and they leave. Um, and then in comes Ben Stiller, who's purchased the camp from them. And he is ripped. I cannot think of him being ripped in anything else, but he legitimately is in shape in this. Um, no, I think he is just ripped in general. Do you think he so? He just doesn't. He's, yeah, because think about, like, uh, he's like that in Dodgeball. He has I guess I just, like, never it's just he's usually noticed or clothes. thought about it. Yeah. 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 But he's, so, like, surprisingly attractive. <laughs> he's, like hair okay so his hair looks like Except for that part yeah. his hair looks like the um ancient aliens guy mm-hmm. like exactly the same hair yeah which which for me like uh, like i think that a lot of the people in this movie feel real yeah and he feels like a cartoon and i actually does, don't like but that it feels like a composite of uh, um, he feels like a composite of people that you see in infomercials, which is obviously on purpose. He's making an infomercial in this movie. I love the way that they he's like introduced because he's like immediately introduced as somebody who um, is like a total douche and also has literally never been around children before, and he thinks right. that he's gonna come in here and like change everything. And also, he right away says that his um, his dad owns a lighting fixtures company, and so his dad has provided all the lighting around camp, which they like promptly focus on after he says that. Mm-hmm. Like, and there, it's like, and that it's a detail that's kind of funny, and then never comes back. And I wish it did. Um, if but they his had dad told does show up later, it yes, just still, uh, he plays his own dad. Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if they had toned down his hair, I would have had a much easier time with this. Yeah. Camp um, hair. This is not camp hair. So he comes in. He's like a wannabe fitness guru who's like trying to make it big by buying this camp, which is obviously a terrible plan. Um, and he brings in like a whole new staff. And I love Lars. I think Lars is so funny. <laughs> yeah. He made me laugh out loud. He does my favorite part of the movie. Um, And then, so yeah, so the movie is just like the whole, the kids trying to deal with Ben Stiller, who's like increasingly losing his mind, and with their parents who don't believe them about how bad the camp is. Mm -hmm. And there's Um, like a small handful of counselors from the original camp who are also like, what the fuck? Paul Feig is one of them. Yeah, he's so good in this. I love Paul Feig. Is he even like I don't even know him as an actor at all in anything else. Um yeah, he definitely has acted, but of course we know him as the creator of Freaks and Geeks as the director of Did he do Bridesmaids? I think he did Bridesmaids and the the Lady Ghostbusters and Undeclared. Yeah. Um yeah, so Oh, we didn't even say yet. Judd Apatow wrote this. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's so funny to think about because like so this was also around the same time as the Ben Stiller show which mm-hmm. he also wrote and obviously Ben Stiller was in and it's just so funny to like my question is like how do you do something like that and then also be like I'm alright this kids movie though <laughs> I, I don't get it Um, it's you know 
you know what it's like to be a freelancer. You got to have a lot totally, of yeah. pots cooking. You got to have a lot of planting seeds that mature at various random times that you don't expect. And I think that that's the case when you have like, you know, you're writing screenplays and you're getting hired to do all sorts of things. And God only knows when and if those screenplays will be developed. Because this is, I mean, Judd Apatow's first and only kids movie. He didn't, this is it. But I, I, my guess is that's why this is a better movie because we know he's a good writer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's pretty well established by now. Um, when Lars, hold on, I have to read it. When he's like yelling at the kids, they're like out on the dock and he's just walking down the dock, pushing kids into the <laughs> lake, which is already so funny. Yeah. Um, and he's yelling at them and he yells at one kid. He's like, don't pee in there. And then like, without missing a beat, he's like, don't drink that. He peed in it. It's so funny. Yeah. There's a a point where the kids are on the deck and the, uh, rich kids from the rich kid camp drive by in a boat with a It's not a rich kid camp though. It's a cool kids camp. It's a sports camp. It's a sporty camp. They drive by. Because these are all rich kids. Um, and they have a megaphone and they're just yelling, you stink, you stink, you stink, you stink, you stink. And that's like the only thing they're saying. <laughs> I just found that really hilarious. That, like that no. was the only thing they could think of to say. Kids aren't very smart. <laughs> they're not very clever. Um, there was one woman at the camp. She was the nurse. And it wasn't like so horrible the way they treated her. But she was, for no reason, wearing, like, a crop top with her nipples showing, like, <laughs> hey, pretty early on. It was a very nipply time. Sure. Just, like, <laughs> like, you just, I don't, you don't have to do that. I just yeah. don't get it. Um, But then, like, the scene with the girls' camp at the dance is cute. Mm-hmm. Um, And Keenan Thompson is in this. Mm-hmm. Who, like, I don't, I have no feelings about him, really. Except that, like, he's just, it's, like, so impressive how long he's been around. Yeah, it's truly wild. And, like, so, I was going to say, such a varied career, but not a varied career at all. He was on all that for a thousand years, and now he's on Saturday Night Live. For yeah, a but he's years. also, he's the person who's been on SNL the, for longest. the longest ever. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, hey, if you got a job that works and works for you, why why change? You know. Um, I also wrote camp rumors, lol, because I don't even remember what the kids are talking about. But like some some rumor gets like something gets blown out of proportion like immediately, and that is so real. Yeah. Uh, oh, we saw the the origin of the main character's camp name, because he gets to camp and they call him something. They call him Wings. Yeah, because he's wearing those like airplanes. Yeah, wings. that's a good that's a good nickname. Yeah, you see how it happens, and then it comes back real cute at the end. Does it? How? When he drives the go kart. And they call him Wings again? They give no. They pin the wings oh. back on, and they're like, "You're gonna need these." <laughs> I was pretty it's checked cute. out at the end. <laughs> um, I wrote that Ben Stiller would be 
he wouldn't be trying to be an infomercial fitness guru. He would be trying to be an Instagram, Instagram. influencer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> be like, uh, and today we're selling fit tea. There's some nice um, gymnastic stunts in this. I noticed, yeah, that thing he does when they're like hiking and they're he like just giants like... around a tree. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And he does some back handsprings and some like really high, like jumping off of high things. Yeah. Uh, while they're on that hike, <laughs> this made me laugh so hard because it's, uh, you know, it's the portion of the summer where all the bugs show up, and so he says. Use the swatting motion as an isotonic exercise. I also laughed really <laughs> hard. I believe it's an isometric exercise. Oh, yeah. Is that what he says? Um, or... I think so. Okay. He might say it wrong. I, I, I also laughed so hard at that point. Yeah. There was a guy smoking in the kitchen, <laughs> which I don't remember anywhere, but I wrote it down. Because this was like, not only past the point where it was cool like it wasn't cool to smoke in movies anymore and also he was in the kitchen yeah that's funny there is a beautiful glorious and triumphant food fight scene in this although i don't know if it's really a food fight so much as a uh joyful and messy sharing of food oh when they all get there no uh, towards the end Oh my gosh, I blocked it out. Oh, it's really beautiful. It's uh, set to um, the theme from an Italian uh, opera called Thieving Magpies. And it's just beautiful. There's like fireworks going off in the background and like there's a fire. And they open this jar of maraschino cherries and somebody like dumps it into their mouth. And just the way that the light hit the cherry juice like made me cry a little. The whole thing is in like slow motion too. Yeah, and it because it's just like so beautiful and joyful and triumphant that I was like, "This is wonderful." Um, Paul Feig's backstory is that like he had been a fat kid and then had like lost a bunch of weight, um, and so when that happens and they're all like going to town on all of this snack food, he like loses his mind and is like pouring chocolate sauce all over himself and like dumping out marshmallows on his head and they're like oh my god he looks like a human s'more which is a perfect description of what he looks like and also a perfect uh, description like a perfect portrayal of like what happens when you haven't been eating sugar for a while and then you finally do (laughs) you know yeah get me in all the um the other counselor, um, who's still fat, he is like a real actor. I have never seen him in anything else, but he does like a bunch of theater and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of TV. I think yeah. I've definitely seen him in things. He reminds me a oh, lot really? of Andy Richter. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I could see that. Like I kept thinking he was Andy Richter and then being like, no, that's this definitely could else. have been Andy Richter, yeah. yeah. It also could have been Chris Farley. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it was, like, I guess a little bit before. No, that was, like, right in Chris Farley time. Yeah, I think Chris Farley was busy. Yeah. He didn't make any kids' movies, did he? Uh, I don't think so. But there's, um like, a bunch of the dudes from, like, that work with Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller. Like, the guy who plays the videographer Oh yeah, we've talked about him before. The brother, yeah, the brother and the wedding singer, and uh, 
Happy Gilmore's golf caddy, and he he's like in every single Adam Sandler movie, and like what a master of disguise. Yeah, he's great. He's even like funny doing nothing in this mm-hmm. as a videographer. He doesn't even do anything, and he's great. Yeah. Um, I said to you when I was watching this, I realized that we were like accidentally doing the beginning of Judd Apatow's career Mm -hmm. because we just keep watching things that he's worked on. Yeah. Or like secretly worked on. (laughs) But that's also true of Ben Stiller, I think, which who I'm really coming around on. I really like this movie for some reason. I was like, you know, Ben Stiller is great. He's well, very good did at you, what he does. Did you not like him before? Or did not you just really, not think like, about so him? Because so often he plays like dickhead characters, you know. Um, well, like what else is he? I mean, I know this is a dumb question, but like what else is he in? Zoolander. Uh, well, at like Reality Bites, which he directed, by the way. Oh, I have never seen that. Me. Oh, we should do that because I loved that movie, and now it's just like, ugh, Ethan Hawke, get out of here. Uh. Yeah, he plays, like, a real, like, yuppie dickhead in that. Um, and then he's a dickhead in Zoolander. He's a dickhead in Dodgeball. He's a dickhead um, in so many, so many things. But, like, he's so good at playing that kind of character. Although, I mean, when it comes down to it, give me Jerry Stiller any day over Ben, but whatever. Well, it's just it's a different energy. Very different energy. Oh, he um, he has like morning radio announcements that he does, like Bill Murray in Meatballs, and uh, one of them made me laugh so hard. He says, "Today is evaluation day. The key word here is value. Do you have any? Not yet. But by the end of the summer, <laughs> it's the not yet that really got me. And he says, by the end of the summer, this camp is going to be full of skinny winners. <laughs> and then they say skinny wieners." <laughs> <laughs> also, like the phrase "skinny winner" is, feels so good in your mouth. <laughs> uh, skinny winner, I guess so. Um, later in the movie, once like the rebellion has started, they tie Lars and the other uh, new counselors to trees, and um, the kids are like smearing honey on Lars's chest. So that a bear will come and eat him, I guess. Um, but they do it with a paintbrush. And let me tell you, that is the wrong kind of paintbrush that you want to use when you're smearing honey on the chest of a man that you've just tied to a tree. I would recommend <laughs> using maybe a palette knife instead. Cause that, mm-hmm, the, yeah, you can get it off that. You can't get it out of the, the paintbrush ever, even, right? Not even just that, but just the paintbrush is like too flexible mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, something yep. that that has that kind of like medium viscosity you need something firmer to spread it so he wasn't a jerk and there's something about mary was he he was like a nice guy in that well that's his other character which is just like oh i'm so awkward guy bumbling nice guy yeah he's mostly not that i'm i'm just looking through his movies now he was definitely the mean guy when he was on friends yeah, who did he play on Friends? He, he played, he was on for one episode, and he was a guy that Rachel was dating, I think. Um, 
and he would have these like anger explosions but never when she was there and so like somebody like Ross or somebody like kept seeing them and being like no no I think this guy's a jerk and she'd be like no and then he finally gets caught but he like he has like four really good outbursts during the episode he's just yelling (laughs) wow he executive produced Burning Love I didn't know that did you watch that? I did not. It wasn't that good, but, like, everyone good was in it, and Ken Marino starred in it, which was just, like, I love him so much. Yeah, I love like, him, too. it's just so, I get so happy when he's in something. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me. I need to watch, uh, there's a surprise new season of Veronica Mars that dropped on Hulu. No, I only ever watched the first season of it. Oh, it's so good. I haven't watched the new season, but uh, hopefully Ken Marino is in it, because he was in the other stuff. He was? Yep. Yeah, he plays, like, a rival private detective who obviously is, like, a real dick. (laughs) He's my, like, favorite dick guy, you know? Like, when he plays a dick, it's so good and so funny. I like him more when he's just like like how he was in Party Down. Yeah. Where like he was kind of a dick, but it's but like hopeless, he was really. so yeah, like he yeah. was so helpless that like you just couldn't like you couldn't hate him. He has he I keep a playlist of just like YouTube videos that make me happy and two of them are just him saying one word <laughs> in um in Party Down. What word? Um, it's two different scenes. It's one scene where it's the one where they're um, at the fake house, um, and they're in the garage, and one of the women is trying to make a phone call, and she catches him trying to take poop off of his shoe with a fork, and for some reason she like she was trying to blackmail him so she takes a picture of him doing it and he looks up and he and as she's doing it he just goes no <laughs> and it's just the saddest thing in the entire world and then the other one is the one where the nurse is a stripper um they're at like some event i don't even remember what event it is um but there's supposed to be, like, this big reveal that, like, you know, this, like, fake nurse there is actually a stripper, so her shirt is off, but he doesn't know. And there's a real medical emergency, so he's running for the nurse. Um, so he's running into her, and she's topless, and he just goes, what? What are you? What's happening? <laughs> it's the best thing in the entire world. He's just so good. I'm reading the um, trivia on this. Apparently, in 2012, during a PBS marathon, Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira spoke to the camera side by side, just like in the Camp Hope promotional video. And like the same music that played in the video also played in the background for the promotional video (laughs) or for the uh, telethon, which I think is really funny. Uh, as part of his first date with his eventual wife, Judd Apatow tried to impress Leslie Mann by showing her this film. Um, oh boy. Yeah. On the Blu ray commentary, Judd Apatow also stated that he once ran into Paul Thomas Anderson and he told Judd, or Judd that he loves heavyweights, which is a weird thing to say on your own DVD commentary. Wow. There's a very long essay trivia point that I'm not going to read because it's very long. 
I just, you don't usually see things that long in this section. <laughs> uh, so he does say isometric when he's talking about swatting away mosquitoes. Apparently, this is incorrect as isometric exercises involve a stationary position and or applying force against a fixed object. He also, like, during that same hike gets, he's, like, trying to tell the story of, like, one of the myths oh yeah uh, but he gets like he mixes he mixes two of them up (laughs) oh yeah he mixes up this uh story of icarus with sisyphus icarus is the guy who flew too close to the sun sisyphus is the guy who had to keep rolling that boulder up that hill this description on imgb i hate imgb descriptions Plump kids are lured into joining a posh fat camp with the promise of quick weight loss and good times, only to find that the facility is a woodland hellhole run by a psycho ex-fitness instructor. Interesting way to phrase that. Plump kids. It's definitely definitely not posh either. Like, it's not... Uh, And also, none of them care about losing weight. And I don't think that the old camp owners cared about that either. Yeah, well, so, I mean, the, the like, a fan camp could be either really abusive, as we see in the way that, like, Ben Stiller's camp is run, but also, like, what a wonderful opportunity to not have to feel, like, super self-conscious about your body while you're doing, like, outdoors things. You know, yeah. like, if, if everyone has a so-called, like, a societally undesirable body or like however you want to phrase that which of course is bullshit all bodies are good bodies but like to be around people who are like you you know you don't have to be like standing there in your big yeah when it also like like i see like this is the camp i'm at is a very sports oriented camp Mm -hmm. um so like um you know most of the kids are pretty fit and they do sports and whatever and like but a few of them are bigger kids and i it's really hard when they they are trying to do the same kids, the same kids. I'm so bad at words today. They're trying to do the same things that the other kids are doing, like, mm-hmm. in my class. And, like, they know that they have to try harder at it. Yeah. Like, even if they don't know that consciously. And so a lot of them just don't try. Mm-hmm. And, like... I can't imagine how that feels. It must be really hard. Yeah. And I just, I try to help them, but, and it, but even for me, it's like, I can't help them as well as I can help a kid who weighs half what they weigh. Right. I'm just a person trying to lift another person up, you know? Yeah. So I would imagine that if, but if like all the kids like were together struggling in the same boat, it might feel easier to try. Yeah. Something. It might feel easier to be uncomfortable if you know that everyone's uncomfortable. Right. Um, I don't have much, anything else to say, I don't think, about heavyweights, do you? Nope. I'm going to add some camp tropes, though. Hell yeah. I, like, I was watching them, and I was like, yeah, there's that thing, and that thing. It was exciting. Um, so I'm adding original song. How do I want to word this? Okay, here's what I want it to be. Because, like, a lot of the movies that we've watched have a song that I assume is an original song made for the movie that has the title of the movie in the song. How do I word that in less words than that? I don't know. What song are you talking about? There was a Camp Nowhere song. 
I don't know if there is a heavyweight song. There's definitely a meatballs song. We're going to just call it original song with title for now. Um, going to add I'm going to add baseball montage. Mhm. Yeah, that seems to be a, a real genre convention. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there is a baseball game in um heavyweights that mm-hmm. served more of a purpose than the one in sleepaway camp though i think that's it those are my two dad yeah i don't think i picked up on any like new thing but um we definitely had smoking yep definitely had anger yep Did, uh, was there I any don't, i don't know not directly no too, too much fat so. phobia to have time for phobia. Yeah, I was busy with other stuff. Yeah. Uh, canoe tip? No? I don't think so. I don't think so. Canoe trip? Uh, no. They went swimming, but I don't think they ever got in a boat. Yeah. Hiking, definitely. Yes. Camp out? No. No? Bonfire? Yes. New yeah. York accent? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm only doing no. heavyweights right now. Wait. Heavyweights definitely Wait. did. Who had a New York accent? Have everybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, parent visit, yes. Play slash music. There was a parent visit in Heavyweights? Yeah. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. I can't get these movies straight in my head. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the one that they've made a video with all of the footage. Right, 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 right. Shot. Yeah. And he gets caught at the end. Mm-hmm. But I... not after walking on glass and doing a lot of back handsprings. <laughs> No play slash musical. Although in no. um, Camp Nowhere, there's a hilarious during like the drama camp section of the day. There's uh, as they're doing a scene from I don't know maybe Streetcar Named Desire. I get them mixed up, but uh, Christopher Lloyd is like, "What? You're no, you're in the wrong place. This is Tennessee for tots." Yeah. Williams. <laughs> um, guitar. No. Not heavy weights, no. Inappropriate adult camper relationship. I would say yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Age-appropriate fucking. I don't know. Does no. anyone fucking this? I don't think no. so. Uh, substance use. I No. I would argue that the, like, big feast scene, the way that That was the their drug. Are, okay, yeah. yep, sold. You don't have to finish. I get it. I mean, even if it's only Paul Feig who has lost his mind on <laughs> uh, s'more ingredients. Well, and they hide their food like it's drugs, too, right. at the beginning. Right, contraband. Surprise luggage? No, they had their luggage with them. Yeah. Food fight? Yes. Yes. Mean girl energy? No. Because no. there were no girls. The girls were nice. There were some girls once, but they were um they ended up being nice. Yeah. Uh babies who think this, who think they're grown ups, mm, not in this, no. but definitely camp nowhere. Uh camp hair. Not not really. Because really. they were all boys. Yeah. And Ben no hair as we or... <laughs> established is not camp hair. Uh someone gets thrown in the water, yes. Yes. Someone gets murdered. No. no. Where are the adults? No. Where are the kids? No. Fat phobia. Yep. What was what was the other thing that that was in? What? Fat, Fat phobia? phobia? Yeah. I don't know. We should have frozen the first column. Yeah. We did this wrong. Oh, well. Can't scroll to the left or all <laughs> my place. No, there's too many of these now. You can't go back. 
rich kids. You no. said no. But like those were sports kids. They were just cool kids. Yeah. They weren't rich. They weren't like any I feel like these we were dealing with rich kids too. Did you see all that candy? One of them came from England. These were also rich kids. <laughs> yeah, and he, one of them that flew there. English candy melted on his be- his belly. Which is uh so disappointing. Uh barn sex. Nope. No. Original song with title. You said yes. I don't think there is a heavyweight song. I'm gonna look though. Heavyweights. <laughs> heavyweights. <laughs> uh, soundtrack. Um. Oh, it reminded me. The one of the first songs that plays is the theme song from Party of Five, which I totally forgot about. Oh. There I, is I an original it, song. I wasn't sure what it was. It, they yeah. all sing a song over the credits. All right. Oh yeah. Paul Feig wrote it. <laughs> yes. There is okay. an original song. And there is a baseball montage in this one. Yes. Okay. And then there was also one in Sleepaway Camp. I feel like there was one in Meatballs too. I don't remember that, but I would believe you if you told me there was. Oh, and now we have to do it for Camp Nowhere. Okay. Nowhere. Was there smoking in that? I don't. Maybe one of like the private investigator smoked. Maybe. Mm, yeah. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. We'll skip that. Anger. Yeah. Yeah. Homophobia. Not that I remember. Okay. Canoe tip. No. Canoe trip. Yes. I remember seeing someone in a canoe. Don't know who it was. Uh, hiking. No. Camp out. No, the whole thing was kind of like a big camp out, but yeah. they did have cabins. Uh, bonfire, yes. Yes. He burned his cello in the bonfire. Like, Oh my part. god, I freaked out when that happened. <laughs> that part's oh, super fun. That's so expensive. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, New York accent. You said there no. is a brief New York accent in this. You tell me if you think it counts or not. When Andrew Keegan's dad is in the hole, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he said something that was so New York accent, but it was one word. But I Googled it to be like, is he from New York? And yes, he is. So, okay. Yes. Uh, parent visit, obviously. It's the whole third act. Uh, play musical, yes. Yes. Guitar, absolutely. Yes. Iconic, standing on a roof, playing an electric <laughs> guitar. Um, a yes. Inappropriate adult camp relationship, yes. Age-appropriate fucking yes. You think yes, I think no. But also um, the hot doctor and what's-his-face. They didn't fuck. Oh, they definitely fucked. Come on, no, get out of here. No, they didn't. Yeah, she spent the Whatever. night. She did? Yes. Oh, I don't That's remember that part. I remember she was there for dinner. The she spent the yeah. night? Yeah. They definitely okay. fucked. I believe you. Okay, I fine. promise. Uh, right. Substance use... No? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, surprise luggage. No. Not technically, but I will make the case that the kids order shit tons of stuff that show up and surprise. Yes, done. Mom. That's the case that I would also make. A uh, food fight? I think no. So. No. I, f- I don't think there's a food fight. They have, mm, they eat a really long sub together. <laughs> But they don't, they don't fight with it. Yeah. Uh, mean girl energy, yes. Who's mean in this? I would say the red-headed girl with the braces who steals like, that his bathing Stoller's suit. not mean. She's just defending herself. I don't know. She seems like kind of a bitch. Okay. 
She's not Judy. There's no Judys in this. There's, there is but one Judy. One and only Judy. And that is Judy. Um, babies who think they're grown-ups. Yes. Yeah. Uh, camp hair. Yeah. Sure. Uh, someone gets thrown in the water. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Someone gets murdered now. Where are the adults, of course. Where are the kids we know. Uh, fat phobia, I would say yes. Yeah. Rich kids. No. They're all rich kids, so I'm going to mark it yes. But then heavyweights should be all rich kids, too. Okay. Then I'm going to mark it now. Because <laughs> uh, I, I feel like we made rich kids because in these movies, the rich kids are always like the bad, mean kids across the lake. Or there's one kid that shows up in a fantasy. Yes, movie. yes. But so neither one of those had that. Right. Um, barn sex, no. Cabin sex, yes, because they definitely fucked when she spent the night. But I won't mark that. Um, original song with title? Yes. Okay. Over the opening credits, they just yell nowhere. <laughs> Baseball montage. No. I feel like there was any organized sports in that one. No, there were not. Only disorganized fun oh, sports. Oh, you know what we need to add? Archery. Have you okay. shot an arrow yet? No. We do have archery, but it's really far away. Mm. It was definitely Friday the 13th. I feel like there was some in Sleepaway Camp and Little Darlings possibly meatballs but i don't know um none in heavyweights definitely yes in camp nowhere when was there archery in camp nowhere i don't remember but i remember pointing it out and being i remember archery that's a thing i want to say that it had something to do with the fireworks did they shoot the firework to do no they threw the kid across to do the sign i don't know there was definitely i just take my word for it okay Alright, so that is Camp Tropes. We're up to one, two, three, four, five, six different movies. And our top contenders are Someone Gets Thrown in the Water, Camp Hair, Substance Use, uh, Inappropriate Adult Camper Relationships, Parent Visits, New York Accents, Bonfires, hiking, canoe trips, anger, and smoking. Who would have thought (laughs) those are not things that I would be like, that's definitely in all the movies. Yeah. And we're up to to 30 tropes. Well, and I feel like some of them that we added and we were like, oh yeah, that seems like a thing, like really didn't show up as much as we thought. Like the rich kids one. Right, or even camp out, mm-hmm. like you would think, or canoe tips. I was like, we're going to see somebody canoe tip in every single movie. You would think. Yeah. Um, same thing with play musical. Food fight. I thought there would be many more food fights and many I more mean too. girls. But there just haven't been enough girls in these movies, I think. It's just how we started out, though, too. It's like there yeah. was just like, mean girl, mean girl, and then there wasn't so many after that. I also thought there would be more murder and more barn sex. Well, we have wet hot for that still. Hell yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to cover? No. Cool. 
When did you start watching the Fast and the Furious movies? I have no idea. Just when so they excited. I started, I was super bored the other day and was like, what could I watch? I know, I'll start from the beginning and just watch all the Fast movies again. And I, tur- so I turned the first one on and kind of was like doing something else while it was on though. And like, it was such an assault of the senses. <laughs> like, oh no, that's not good. Between the between the like driving noises mm. and the terrible two thousand and one music, <laughs> just really bad. But that's okay. I love them. You don't. You have to look at them as a whole picture, not as individual movies. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be uh, interesting, to say the least. Uh, but anyway. If people wanted to find you, Jordan, where should they look? I'm on Instagram at JordoPC. I'm on Instagram at Bimps, B-I-M-P-S-E. And we'll talk to you next time for the last time. Not ever, just for camp. I won't even be at camp anymore for the next one. Whoa. I'm so excited to sleep in my own bed. Yeah, I can imagine. just, like, have my own stuff and Mm -hmm. just... You know, something to look forward to. Uh, yeah, anyway, next time we'll be talking about Wet Hot American Summer. And we'll do that in two weeks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.